Your Partner in Success Radio is a free business podcast with host Denise Griffiths. It's all about great stories, conversation, and context to help you move your business and life forward with actionable tips and advice from her guest experts. To listen and subscribe, just find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you consume your podcasts. Welcome to your partner in Success Radio. I'm your host, Denise Griffiths, and this podcast is ranked in the top 2% of the most popular podcasts globally, and it's all because of my incredible guests. And I am honored and blessed to share time with people who are at the top of their game, and they show up here willing to help you get to where you want to be in life and in business. Now, these are not people who hold back. Their goal is to share with us the essence of peak performance. And my guest today is Tommy Breedlove, the Wall Street Journal and USA Today best-selling author of the book Legendary and the founder of the Legendary Life Movement, and I'm going to get him to chat with us a bit about that. It's a movement that empowers driven people to be pros, pros in leadership, business, mindset, and in their relationships. And Tommy challenges high achievers to stop chasing what he calls the ghost of more and win and instead lean into the legendary leaders, spouses, and humans that they were born to be. So as a premier leadership, business, relationship, and mindset coach, Tommy is regularly featured keynote speaker at Global Events, and he started his 20-year corporate career. Listen to this. This is pretty fascinating. At one of the largest financial consulting firms in the world, and he eventually became a shareholder, the international practice leader, and a member of the board of directors. But at the top of his career... He experienced a transform, transformational, sorry, I can't talk today, moment that inspired him to walk away from the corporate world to change his life and to follow his true calling. So good morning, Tommy. Welcome to your partner in Success Radio. It's good to have you here. Hey, Denise. It's so good to be here. Um, greetings from finally a sunny, beautiful North Georgia mountain bay here in Dahlonega, Georgia. I'm just super excited to be here. Thank you. And I'm stumbling on my words because I'm cold. I'm in the deep south. It's normally we have two we have two seasons, hot and hotter in hell. That's it. That's all we've got. But right now we're actually experiencing a bit of winter and it's about forty degrees and it's not much warmer in the house because I never turn the heater on. So if I start chattering it's because I'm cold. I'm enjoying it though. I'm loving it. I like being cold. So listen, it is really good to have you. I mean, I was reading over your bio and, you know, following you on on social media and holy jeez. I mean, you you are I I'm just going to say I'm going to be a bit of a fan girl. You are really amazing and the things that you have done to help other people. Really amazing. Uh, Denise, thank you so much. I'm I'm humbled and honored to hear that, and it's the why behind everything we do. And the truth is, just to be fully transparent and authentic, with the work that we do, helping people be successful not only in business, in their profession and leadership, but God willing in life, in their mindset and their relationships as well. And so I'm beautifully like. I get to walk this journey every single day with all of our members and the people who come to our retreats and experiences, and God willing, I take two steps forward every day, too, and do the work as well, so that uh, this work, not only am I teaching it, but I'm absorbing it and uh, hopefully being a little bit better than I was yesterday. So thank you for that, Denise. That's really, really very kind of you to say that. I muted you accidentally. I had to turn my phone off. And like I say, I've been watching you, and I'm one of those people that do not believe, I have never believed in this thing called work-life balance, that you have to divide yourself. You're working over here and your family's over here, and that's just not right. I have never understood that concept. And I'm gathering from the work that you do that you don't either, that we're one person, we're one body, and we need to do everything that we need to do in that one body, in that one mind. Does that sound about right? Am I reading that right? I couldn't agree more, and I actually don't prescribe to work-life balance either. I think it's just, uh, you know, our whole lives we're, we're working toward balance in some way. 
But I think it's prioritization and reprioritization. And um, what we stand on, the, the core founding principle that we, we are never taught as human beings on this earth, the core principle that we stand on is your number one priority is you. You are the only asset in your life that matters the most. And so what do I mean by that? And I'm not talking about being narcissist and selfish. I'm talking about being selfless. Every single day for somewhere between an hour to two hours, we have to work on ourselves first. Lead, love, and respect ourselves first so that we can lead, love, and respect ourselves better. And what does that mean? I believe all of us have to be work toward being pros. And, you know, most of the people I work with are entrepreneurs or executives or in business. You know, most of the people I work with are high achievers, but we usually put ourselves last. We put our work first, our families and friends second, and ourselves last. Well, that is just hogwash. So what we've got to do is work on being mentally strong, emotionally strong, spiritually strong, and physically strong. I'm talking about confidence, courage, present so that we can lead ourselves, love ourselves and respect ourselves first so that we can go out there and lead others. And so many of us put ourselves last. And if we do those simple things of getting mentally strong, emotionally strong, spiritually strong, physical strong every day. And when we look in the mirror, we see something that we're proud of. We see something that we, we see an ally, not an enemy. When we do that little work every day, it's, it's a small percentage of our day and just concentrate on ourselves that's where success, that's where professional, personal relationship, emotional mindset, confidence, it's where it's all stemming. And so for me, there is no such thing as work-life balance. There's only prioritization and reprioritization. And for me, I want to prioritize me first, then right. I want to prioritize the people that I serve second, and then hopefully have some fun in this life too. So that, that's, that's kind of the core foundation of our movement and everything that we believe in, in Denise. So thank you for letting me share that. And see, that makes perfect sense to me. And women, I think, are, are really the worst at taking care of themselves. They're taking care of family. They're taking care of pets. They're, you know, making runs to the grocery store. I mean, women, in my view, I've done it. I've watched other women do it. They're just exhausted at the end of the day because they're not putting themselves at any kind of level. And I have always said to my friends, like, look, you have got to take care of you because so much of what's going on in your family does fall on your shoulders. And if you are worn out spiritually, mentally, emotionally, all of the things that you listed, what do you bring to your family? You're not showing up as the best you you can be every single day. And if that means, (laughs) I told a friend of mine, Go take a bath. She said, yeah, but they keep banging on the door. I said, offer to shoot them. Lock the door. <laughs> and tell them the next person that bangs on that door is going to get a BB shot <laughs> coming their way. And she said, I might try that. But you have to take that time. I do it in the morning. You know, first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. I, you know, gratitude, exercise, drink my tea, because that's how I have to start my day. But you have to find what works more. for you, right? Oh, you have to have find what works for you, and I, I want to stay on your point. And we've had a lot of women come through our Legendary Life Foundational Retreat. They're seeking clarity. They're seeking connection. And they're seeking the tools to be better in their lives, in their professions, with their families. And the data shows this. Not all women, but most women put themselves completely last. And we call it the martyr syndrome. And I think it's even higher pressure, much higher pressure than the men have. Um, they put their families first, their careers, or if they don't have their careers, they're, they're always serving someone else first. And by the way, don't ever let them see you sweat and you've got to look perfect, which is impossible to do. So not only are they putting everything, everyone, every opportunity, every responsibility first, they, they've got to be perfect, look perfect, take care of everything, nurture, and that's what the data says. And then at the very end of the day, they're exhausted, they're overwhelmed, they feel like they lack purpose. They look up at the sky and say, man, there's got to be more than this, and, and I see it all the time. And that's why we want to shift this whole planet into prioritizing ourselves first, leading, loving, and respecting ourselves first. And you said it best. There's different strokes for different folks, like my morning routine, which is priceless to me, 
it's actually what fuels my day. It's what energizes my battery. It's what gives me hope and purpose, and it gives me the strength to go out because I, I'm, you know, I'm in the, I'm a, men, I, you know, I'm in the success mentor business, and I have to help people with make big decisions in their businesses, big decisions in their in their employment and finances, but also big decisions in their lives. So I want to be at my best and my strongest so I can be best for them. But women and men, I want you to hear this: it's the most selfless thing you can do. Get up early, work on yourself, love on yourself, get quiet, get grateful, exercise, move your body, read some great material, learn, grow, get stronger, learn to love yourself. And then when you do that, I promise you success, happiness, peace, presence, courage, all those beautiful things that we work so hard toward or want, they will come to your life. So I'm in complete agreement with you, Denise. And it has to come from you. It cannot come from anybody else. Yes, you can listen to Tommy and listen to me and listen to all kinds of things. But if you are not, and you should listen to Tommy, but if you're not (laughs) paying very close attention to how you are talking to yourself, look, I've said this before on the radio, if anybody spoke to me in some of the ways that I speak to myself in, let's say, a Walmart parking lot, I'd need bail money. I would not tolerate it. So, you know, speaking to ourselves, I wouldn't. I'd be bloodying somebody's nose. But the thing is, if we're not listening to ourselves and talking to ourselves in ways that, you know, elevate us spiritually, mentally, emotionally, you just, you go to bed tired, you wake up tired, and you wake up the next day and do the whole stupid stuff all over again. I agree. And you said something profound there that I want people to hear. Um you must, we, I'll say we, because I struggled with this for 36 years, but I've been working hard on it the last 13, is no one's coming to save you. There's no politician that's going to save you. There's no person coming on a white horse. There's no magic pill to happiness, no matter what the media tells you. You have to do the work. You have to take intentional action every day. You can't just think it or meditate it or read about it. You've got to go take action. So if you're struggling your money, go take action in your money. You're struggling in your courage and confidence, go take action there. You're struggling in self-love and not looking in the mirror and see something you like, go take action there. Or your relationship, you have to take intentional actions. We have a saying that we say all the time, participate in your own rescue. You must participate in your own rescue. And you're so right, all of us, including me, that not much anymore, but the way we talk to ourselves, how hard we are on ourselves, the story that we tell ourselves that is not true can be unwired and rewired, and we can write a new story in our brain and hearts. I've even nicknamed my alter ego Ike, and when Ike shows up, it looks awful. It's awful for my clients, awful for my people, awful for myself, and awful for my family. But I've named him, I fire him, and then I rehire Tommy, who wants to be loving, good, kind, leader, supportive. And you've got to do the work. You've got to take action. And no one's coming to save you. So I think that's a really key point. And here's the problem. It's not, it's not, I want to hear, I want everyone to hear this. It's not your fault. First of all, our DNA is wired for flight or flight. And that's what makes us see the negative and to protect ourselves. But in the United States, and most of the people probably listening to this, we really don't have an enemy at the gate anymore. And so we don't have to see the darkness all around us. And second of all, if you really look at what's being put in our eyes and ears every day, think about 24-hour news, social media, the garbage that we watch on uh, Netflix, uh, all those Amazon, all those other shows. Most of it's just pure poison, pure division, pure hate, pure debauchery, And our souls can't recognize it. So if we're inputting garbage into our eyes and ears every day, and then we're just doing 95% of the thoughts that we had yesterday are the same today, and we don't take any action to rewire, we don't take any action to make ourselves better, we don't take any action to turn those things off, no wonder we're all miserable. But with a few baby eliminations, yeah, if you eliminate a few things and add a few positive things, the compounding effect on your life, your success, your business, and your family will be monumental in just literally a short amount of time. So I'll get off my yeah. soapbox. No, you're right. And, you know, I was going to say I cut cable 12 years ago. I never watched TV. I never did, but my ex-husband did. And the minute he walked out the door, I got him out the door, I cut cable. One of the smartest mm. things I've ever done for myself. 
and I very rarely watch TV of any description. Give me books. I'm in. Give me a stack of books. I'm really happy. Garbage news is garbage in. It's garbage out. And people get hysterical over the darndest things. And I'm thinking, why are you listening to these people? They're being, listen to them all. They're all saying the same thing. It's like they get this memo. Okay, we're going to talk about this today. It's all trash. Ignore those people and pay attention to what's going on in your heart and your soul and how you are experiencing your your spirit. Like I get in the shower. I, I seriously, my my favorite place in the house is in the shower because I turn it up hot, hot enough to steam broccoli, and I'm not thinking. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> you and my wife are too long. <laughs> oh my god. I'm probably going to peel the paint off the ceilings at one point, but, you know, we'll worry about that down the road. But I get in there, and all of a sudden, I get downloads. I call them God winks. And like you and Ike, when I'm here, because we always hear ourselves. We're always talking. We're, you know, we hear all these these noises in our head. And I'm not crazy, but we do hear noise. We hear things in our head. And I recognized that if I hear myself, Internally saying, okay, I'm going to do this. That is nothing but ego. But if I say, okay, we can do this, like, ooh, that's a God wink. That's somebody else helping me yeah. out. Couldn't agree more. And the funny thing on that is uh, my wife also takes showers that I believe um, are the, the equivalent of heat of a fire. And I don't know how she does it. So kudos to you guys. <laughs> you to, and, then, and then when you're all done, then you have to flip it to cold. And when you're ready to step out, you I go, she doesn't do that. pure cold. <laughs> Tell her to try it. The first couple times you're going to be saying bad words loudly, but when you get used to it, it's wonderful. I absolutely love that. I absolutely love that. I love those. Did you call them God winks? I love that. Yeah, I call them God winks. I mean, it just, and listen, I have learned that if I don't pay attention to those things, I'm going to get smacked around at some point during that day or the next 24 hours. Something's not going to work right because that was a gift. I don't know if it's spiritual. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't ask. They're God winks, and I pay mm. attention. I will stop what I'm doing, write them down, and take action. I love it. I love it. I miss it. And here's the thing. Some people call that flow. I mean, we've got to – it's so interesting. that I love that, and I'll tell you why. My first 38 years – I felt like I was not the captain of my ship. The first 38 years, I felt like I was always trying to please someone else or be perfect or um, not show who I really was. And I never saw the road signs. You call them God wings. You can call it flow. You can call it soul. You can call it energy. You can call it spirit. But there is this, there's good forces and bad forces. There's good energy and bad energy. And every thought, every, every, thought, every statement, every feeling that we have, that's all energy. And when you open yourself up to this work, when you start really working on yourself, I'm talking about your heart, mind, soul, and body, your energy shifts and you start climbing a mountain. And your view changes, your energy changes, the way you talk changes, the way you feel, you start seeing the good love and and learnings all around you. You start attracting beautiful people into your life who want to make an impact, who are success-driven, the negative nellies disappear, but most important, you open yourself up to that flow. And it's amazing to me how people will just appear with the same energy or a thought or an inspiration or a no. Sometimes it's no, you need to say no to this. This is not the path that you need to go, and this is not the person that needs to be in your life. And you have those God winks, and I have those aha, I call holy moments that, you know, it could be in the shower, could be on a walk. I love walking in nature. Um, It could be in the morning when I'm just – I do quiet time in the morning with coffee and a pad of paper and just kind of sit and stare out into nature with my – I love coffee. It's a thing. And those aha, inspirational God winks, they they come to you, but here's the key. You said it. You've got to hear it. You've got to write it down, and you've got to go take action on it because if you do that, it's just wasted inspiration. And, again, every action needs to be intentional, and every intention needs to have action. And so – Beautifully said. Beautifully said. Thank you. And I love that. And listen, I'm very intentional about asking for help. I was telling my friend Lisa Mannion, she was my guest the other day, and we were talking a lot about what you're talking about. And I said, listen, I'll be on the couch in the living room, 
because I've gone, not in front of the TV, but I'm sitting there with a cat on my lap, and I've got big windows to the right of my living. My whole backyard is, you know, it's all windows. And I'm telling you, there's a spirit living in my ceiling fan because the minute I look up there, (laughs) I'm saying, okay, I need help with this. And I'm saying it out loud because I believe the world does hear us. And I, I'm always looking up, and I'm, you know, just where I'm sitting, that's, I'm looking straight at the ceiling fan. So I'm going to have to name my ceiling fan because it helps me a lot. It really does. <laughs> well, we can do that on the rest of the show. So what should we name the yeah, ceiling fan? Is it going to be a, a he or a she? <laughs> you know, I think it's a he. It's a I he. know I have a spirit. Well, I, y'all can think I'm crazy or not, but when I get in my car... I call Jeeves. Jeeves is my my guide to get me around because I have no sense of direction. I'm directionally impaired. I argue with my nav system. She is not the boss of me. Jeeves gets me where I need to go and back safely. And I'll say, listen, I'm going to you know go here. I expect to get there safely. My car's in you know my tires inflated, the engine running. And lastly, I would like for you to keep the local constabulary away from me if you don't mind, <laughs> That's, and then off I go. It works. I love that. I love that. We we got a name. I'm, I'm going to just throw out a name, Ted. We're going to name your 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 ceiling fan, Ted. If one of your listeners has a better name, let's name it. But Ted there's got to be something more clever than Ted, but Ted's hitting me. <laughs> I don't know. If that's what you said, I'll go with that. You know, but honestly, and I was telling Lisa, I'm you know, I'm looking up at the ceiling fan. I had a, a big issue that I needed to address, control, Put aside, I needed to, I had to take action. And I sat there, mm-hmm. I looked at my ceiling fan, and within two hours, it landed, and it was perfect. Mm-hmm. And I said, thank you. I just, I asked for help. I got the help. I wasn't even surprised, because I do this all the time. Mm, I absolutely love that. I absolutely. But you have to it's believe you it. To you, have, you have to believe yeah. it. You can't just go, oh, you know, I need, meh, 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 meh. And then walk away and go, well, maybe it'll happen. You have to just assume that you asked that the proper, I don't know, entity heard you, that you heard you, that you believe it, and it will happen for you at some point. It'll happen. I I, I, I would take it a step further. I completely agree with you. Um, but we've got to remember, you know, 50, 50% of the world is darkness and 50% of the, the world the world is lightness. You can't have rainbows without the storm. You can't have, I mean, you can't have the beauty of love, life without death and sadness. And so, True. unfortunately, most of us, um, the stuff we're putting in our eyes and ears and our souls, the negative TV, the, social, the garbage social media, the 24-hour news, even the stuff we, we have for entertainment, because the pain likes pain. And darkness likes darkness, and hate likes hate, and judgment likes judgment. And so if you're looking in the mirror and you're judging, and you might be unaware. So a lot of the work that we do is ignorance to awareness to transformation to mastery to leadership. And we want people to be elite in business and in life. But if you're on the side of fear, which is arrogance, which is insecurity, which is worry, which is rage, which is judgment, which is gossip, um, seeing the negative all around you constantly in a bad mood, you're going to attract that into your life. So it really doesn't – you can believe anything you want, but if your actions and intentions and your thoughts and your words are negative, that's going to come back to you in spades. Um, the simple word for it is karma. I call it energy. But if you see the good all around you, you try to make an impact. You're a net giver. You go out there and work every day to be a better leader, human, and person. You go out there to serve. You work on yourself. You see the good. You're kind to other people. You smile. You turn that negative noise off and you input positivity into your life. That energy flow, that karma, that belief, that ask, um, that, that energy that makes an acorn an oak, that when you see a child and smile or a, a rainbow or a storm or a beautiful mountain or a desert, that when you feel that, that will come back to you in spades. It's a little woo-woo and out there, but I have lived on both sides of that street me and I'm too. telling you the side of love and life, it's a whole lot better. It's a whole lot yeah. better. The view is much better on this side. It is. When I was younger, I'm surprised that my mama didn't just run over me with a car. Seriously. I don't know how I, right. she survived it or I survived it. I was a snot. I really was. 
I was an arrogant brat, and that went way, way, way longer than it should have. But, you know, when you're you're talking about, you know, being outdoors and, look, I'm an introvert. I'm a highly committed introvert. I don't dislike people, and I can only be around, in fact, I love people. That's why I have this podcast. But more than about three people is too peopley for me, and I'm only good for 59 and three-quarter minutes. After that, i got to go. I'm worn out. <laughs> but, but I love to be outside with my pecan trees in my backyard. And you're going to think I'm an idiot, but hurricanes, those are exciting for me. And I live in Hurricane Alley. But have you ever experienced a hurricane? They're magnificent. Frightening, yes, but truly magnificent. I live in, uh, so I lived in Atlanta most of my life, and so we would always get the tail end of the hurricanes. It would just be storms and tornadoes, and yeah, tornadoes I can do without. Yeah, we get, we get the aftermath, which is usually tornadoes in Georgia, but we also get the high winds and rain, but nothing like uh, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, and Florida, and Texas experience. But um, when you, we just had a tornado come through. We have a, we have a cabin out in the country that's kind of one of our holy places that we go and get away. And we had a tornado there. And from the, the scariness to the awe to feeling how small you are, but also the beauty of, you know, nature is always tearing down and rebuilding. As <laughs> look at us, we're a prime example of that we're born, we serve, we die, and then uh, the next generation comes along. But watching the destruction and the, the rejuvenation is pretty powerful. Always, and if you can't be inspired there, woo, you know, it's, it's, it's like looking at the Grand Canyon for the first time. You can take, see a picture of it, but until you see it, it's just overwhelming. Yep. I had never seen the top of a bird flying beneath my feet until I was at the Grand Canyon. Mm. That was crazy. Powerful. Very, very. But, you know, with, with hurricanes, I've been in the eye of a hurricane once, and when you you know, talk about being small. All you know, this hor- horrific wind died down. The rain stopped. It got very, very, very quiet. So, I opened the door, went outside to the front deck, and there was no sound. It was like being in this giant immersion tank. No birds, no crickets, no nothing. I could hear the blood in my my veins gurgling. It was amazing. Mm, didn't last amazing. long. Didn't la- and I've never oh. forgotten it. Didn't last long, but. I felt very small but very powerful all at the same time, and I can't explain why. I just realized that nature is magnificent, and we are part of nature. So how are we going to behave ourselves? Correct. Correct. It's all one one flow. I mean, we, God willing, we'll figure out how to become part of it and not how to destroy it. <laughs> that's all. Right. That's for another day, for sure. <laughs> you know, you're going to have to come We've back. We've got to start I've, becoming I've always... Yeah, yeah. You know, I always tell people, listen, I'll probably tell you in the middle of the show, you've got to come back because you can't tell me no. So I'm inviting you back because we're not going to get all the way through this. Yeah, we're going to have to come back and talk about how us as human beings can actually give to the world as opposed to just constantly deplete it. (laughs) And each other, too, by the way. Exactly. And, you know, Tommy, so I'm enjoying this way too much. You may have to come back like multiple times. Okay, so I wanted to ask you, I, I mentioned at the top of the show that you had this kind of pivotal, transformational moment. Can you share that? What happened? Because, I mean, you walked yeah, around the world, you were doing well, and all of a sudden you just went, oh, i got to do something different. Yeah, and it took a lot of courage, and it took a lot of community, and it took a lot of soul-searching, and honestly, a lot of coaching and therapy. But I'll, I'll start you real quick from the beginning. I, uh, I grew up on the south side of Atlanta, a good, hardworking, blue-collar part of town. Unfortunately, inside the home and uh, outside the home, I experienced a lot of abuse and violence of all kinds and abuse of all kinds. and There was really no safety for me. And I was slated to be the first person in my family. I had a full scholarship to multiple universities. And I would have been the first person, to, uh, hopefully, to go and graduate college and a university. Unfortunately, I became that violence. I became that anger. I became that person who I hated. I, I became the bully that I hated. And at 18, when I'm looking at going, I had multiple full rides to multiple colleges. Unfortunately, I committed a violent crime and was looking at seven years in prison. 
And luckily, the court system found it in their hearts because it was a first offense to drop it to two heavy misdemeanors. And I was looking at seven years, but they dropped it to misdemeanors, and they did sentence me to two, and so I spent my 19th birthday incarcerated. A beautiful thing happened there, though, is African-American gentlemen decided to cross racial boundaries, stepped over it, called me young blood, which is unusual in those institutions. They're very racially divided. Uh, but he stepped over the racial lines and said, young blood, you're not going to become a part. He saw something in me that I couldn't see in myself. He said, you're not going to become a part of this revolving door system. And through his help and guidance, you know, when I got out, I went to work for a nuclear waste container factory during the day, community college at night, did end up at the University of Georgia. And in three years, I literally went from a jail cell to a company called Deloitte & Touche, which is one of the largest public accounting and financial consulting firms in the world in three years. That's pivotal moment one. Now let's fast forward to the really big pivotal moment. Um, so I thought if I just outworked everybody, you know, because I wasn't like everybody else there. Most of those people came from, you know, successful families and happy families, bigger schools. Uh, they were super smart. And I thought if I just outworked them, outmaneuvered them, and just was, was harder and stronger than they were, and I would make it to the top. And I was right. And I had a meteoric rise, and um, I didn't stay at Deloitte my whole career, but I was recruited to other firms. And there I was at 36 years old. I had the corner office, junior partner at a different firm, um, uh, all the money that I would ever need, uh, shiny cufflinks, suit. You know, you would have looked at me and said, hey, that guy's going somewhere, and he is somebody. But the truth is, I wasn't. I felt alone. I felt insecure. I was feel, still filled with rage. Um, I was wearing all these masks of, of being something I wasn't, important guy, cool guy, the guy who outworks everybody, still still working late at night, getting up early, and but also hustling. And when the, the money, the power, um, the status didn't light me up, I turned to all of the darkness that a lot of men and women turn to to make them happy. Um, and it was just, it almost cost me everything at 36 years old. It almost cost me my marriage. It almost cost me my career. It almost, and it almost cost me my life. And I woke up in half-dressed in a suit in downtown Atlanta looking at the blue sky. I didn't know where my car was, didn't know what happened. And, you know, really had a conversation with the sky and God. And, and, and I was scared and I was alone. And, you know, I, 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 the whole world was at my feet. And I was just like, why am I so angry? Why am I so alone? Why am I so insecure? Why do I hate myself? And at that moment, I decided to make some huge changes in my life through therapists, through coaches, um, started firing negative people out of my life and hiring. And let me tell you, when I started this work, and I'm going to give you the tangible results first, when I made me my full-time job, and I'm talking selfless, I'm talking emotional um, work, mental work, spiritual work, and physical work, uh, in three years, I, I went from junior partner to senior partner to international practice leader to owner of the firm and sitting on the board of directors at 39 years old when the rest of the people on the board were in their 60s. My money doubled. My network 10 x My marriage went from life support to the strongest it had ever been. Um, and, but most importantly, I found out who Tommy was. I went from arrogance to humble. I went from, from insecure to confident. I went from scared to courageous. And I found joy, happiness, and beauty in my life all around me. And the firm and my network rewarded it for me. So here I am at the top of the game. Um, I'm, at the, I'm on the board of directors in 39. My financial future is now unbelievably set. And all of my friends who were entrepreneurs or executives or high achievers or lawyers or bankers, private equity, um, they started reaching out to me and asking me for a coffee or a walk or let's grab a beer. And, you know, I, was, I never planned on leaving I mean, you know, here I am, a senior partner, international practice leader, and on the board of this massive firm and making a lot of money. And I, I never planned on leaving. And all of these people, literally men and women, asked me, hey, hey, man, what did you do? And I was like, what do you mean, what did I do? They said, you've taken a full 180 in your life. You're not the same human being I knew three years ago. Show me how to do that. And... Over time, we wrote a book called Legendary, you know, How to Live a Legendary Life and Be Elite in Business and in Life. Um, I, I was talked into writing that book. It became a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestseller. All of these men and women were asking me not only for business advice or financial advice or, or employee and, and operational advice, but they were also asking me how to do life, 
uh, to do relationships? How do you become more confident and courage? How do you start loving yourself? How do you, how are you not so hard on yourself? And through a lot of support from my wife, a lot of support from my network, I literally decided to walk away at the top of the game from the firm. And the firm literally said I was an idiot for doing it. And, you know, at the time, they, they might have been right. But now we've created this, this legendary life movement for, for high achievers, and we, we want to be the place that people do business in life with. And so we want people to come to us and seek wisdom from our entire community, our entire ethos. And we do experiences and retreats, and we run masterminds. But these, I want to surround myself with high achievers who want to make impact, but who not only want to be successful in business, but be successful in life, be successful in their relationships, and be successful in their emotional, mental, and spiritual states. And so um, over the past four years, we've just created this entire ethos and experiences and ecosystem of retreats and surrounded ourselves with the best and brightest and um, just it's just been a beautiful journey, but it took a lot of courage. It took a lot of support. I'm in the coaching business. I still have coaches. I'm in the success mentor business. I have a success mentor. I run a women's mastermind, a men's mastermind, a community, retreats and experiences, and I also I join masterminds. So I, I walk the walk every day. I, I, it's just a beautiful thing that I'm involved in. And so that was the story and the background that has led me to talking to you today, Denise, and I, I really appreciate you letting me share that. You know what I'm hearing? I'm hearing the joy in your voice. Absolute, (laughs) unmitigated joy. You love what you're doing, and you lead by example. Lead by example. Um, I'm no guru. I'm no sage on the stage. I I have written a book that I aspire to live up to. I hope when my time on this earth comes to an end, and I know it will, that I have a heart full of gratitude and no regrets. Um, I love what I do. I love leaning in in authenticity and helping people be successful in business, help people be successful in money, to connect people together, to have a community, to have a mastermind, to do retreats and experiences together. But I have surrounded myself on my team with the best and brightest. They absolutely love what they do. They're super talented. They're A players, but they also do the work with us. Um, our morning meetings are so much different because we start them with gratitudes and wins and celebrations and also learnings. And so every day I get to wake up and the first thought I say is thank you Um, and thanking myself for the courage to step away from the norm, to step away from a huge, 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 huge career that I worked so hard for, to say thank you that I have people in my life that love me, to say people thank you that I have people on my team who want to see this mission and be as successful as I do. And I'm surrounded myself with these um, high achievers who want to make impact, who want to keep growing, who want to connect, who want to be in community, who want to have authentic conversations, who want to be better leaders. And so it's just a, it's just a beautiful way of living life. And I get to see the results in their businesses. I get to see the results in their employees. I get to see the results in their money. But even more importantly, in their marriages, in their relationships with themselves, and then with their relationships with their family and friends. And it's just a beautiful state of being, and it's just an honor to, to be a part of it. It's just an honor that people want this. And I think all of us on some level are craving authentic connection right now. And we're not for everybody. Um, we're not for everybody. So, but at the same time, there, are, there is a group out there for you, depending on what your goals are. Our people typically are – want to be successful or are successful, but they want to continue sharpening the pencil in their business, in their leadership, in their money, in their life, in their relationships. And so we want people who, who want to be the exception. We want people who want to, by God, when they end the world, to hopefully be called legendary by their peers and, so, and their families. And so that's, that's I, I, yeah, I'm, I love what I do. I hope it comes through. Oh, it definitely comes through. And I'm listening to you, Tommy, and I'm thinking, you know, people are, geez, I'm just not there. I'm not there. Do what Tommy is telling you from the very beginning. Change your attitudes. Work on your attitudes. Pay attention to your how you're speaking to yourself. Find your spirit. You know, be kind. Be kind to yourself, mostly. Look, I seriously, you know, I'll, I'll be wandering through the house and look in a mirror and go, oh, you look like hell today wrong and I have to step <laughs> <Wrong>. back <laughs> you know, and I go back and say, 
oh, look at you. You got pretty cheekbones. And I have to stop that thought right there, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> I do have pretty cheekbones. But, you know, and I'll have to go, no, 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 you cannot do that. So anybody who is listening, you may not be ready to work with Tommy, but you can sure as heck listen to him and learn from him. Absolutely. He's all over the place. You can't throw a stick on the Internet yeah. without hitting Tommy Breedlove. And I would I would challenge, and you know this is selfish, so I'm going to go ahead and be transparent here. It's a little selfish. Um, I wrote a book that literally saved and changed my life, um, and it's fun, it's simple, it's short. And if you're not a reader, I will read it to you on Audible. As long as my Southern accent doesn't bother you, I will read it to you. And here's the challenge: What's Southern accent? I would read or listen to the. I don't hear one. <laughs> I don't have one. What are you talking about? That's right. That's right. I would, I would, I would challenge the audience. If if you're not as happy or successful, you feel like your time's out of control. You don't like what you see in the mirror. You don't feel like you have purpose. Your money's not where it needs to be. We have written a fun and simple but very tactical playbook that I can read it to you on Audible, or you can read it for yourself. What I would encourage you to do, and this is what I tell everybody, is read or listen to it all the way through. And then find the one area in your professional or personal life that you need to work on the most. And in each chapter at the very back, there are very specific actionable items for you to go implement every day. Start small, think big. But go back to that particular chapter. It could be money. It could be taking action. It could be purpose. It could be building a network. It could be shutting off the noise. It could be mindset. It could be relationships. Um, it could be time. Now, wherever you need to go, Go to that chapter and start doing one simple thing different every single day. And in 30 days it will be different, 60 days it will be different, 90 days it will be different, but each one of those differences will be better. So start small and think big, and that's a very actionable challenge. Maybe turn off your social media, your video games, your news, or those ridiculously bad TV shows just for one hour a day. Listen to the book, read the book, and then go back and work the book. And I promise you one year from now, I'd love to see you to send me the email. If you continue to take action and you don't give up and you change one action every day, I promise you your life will be massively better than it is today. I guarantee it, actually. I believe you, and consistency is important. You can't, It's kind of like dieting, I guess. It's everything. You can't say, oh, I'm going to lose 50 pounds this month. No, you're not. But if you take those little steps, drink more water, eat more vegetables, do whatever it is that you, whatever your body walk. needs. Walk. Right. Exactly. I've got a vibration plate in my living room, and I'll be standing in front of the TV, which is dead. I couldn't remember on a recent uh, podcast. I was talking with somebody about TV because I really don't like it. I don't like that trash, and the commercials are even worse, I think. But, yeah. you know. I'll turn on Harry Potter in October, and I watch all of them in October because I've got the DVDs. But I'll be standing there. I'll be on my vibration plate, no noise, not watching anything. I'll turn it around, and I'll watch out the windows. And I just let my mind go wherever it's going to go. And, again, mm. God links. You know, so move. Whatever, if you can't get outside, find some, some way to exercise into it. I bought a hula hoop the other day. Not sure why. That's awesome. But I've got a hula hoop. We're going to see if I fall through the windows because I'm not very graceful. If you live in the United States and you are alive, if you're on this side of the dirt, there is no reason you can't be happy, healthy, successful, and make an impact. If you're not well, it any comes of those from things, you. I want, it that's comes right. From you you got to go find you're the nearest charge. mirror. That's right. Find the nearest mirror, look in it, and know that's the problem and the solution. It's not Trump or Biden's fault, not some religion's fault, it's not some person else's fault, it's not your mom and dad's fault, it's not your neighbor's fault. Look in the mirror and know that's the problem and the solution. And look in the mirror and know all you've got to do is change one small thing every day, one small thing every day, and work on that thing consistently. So like Denise said, consistency builds, I mean, that builds legends. And it's also one of the greatest leadership tactics in the world for business and in life. It's consistent, 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 how you do anything, it's how you do everything. Be consistently strong every day. You get up, you work on yourself, just one small thing. I promise you, success will come. 
Um, but, you know, we're impatient. We live in a generation where it's eight seconds, and if you don't get your hit, you don't get your hit. Well, nothing quickly ever results in anything great. You can't, you can't, if you're overweight, you've got to do the work. If you're not happy, you've got to do the work. If there is no quick fix, magic pill, or eight-second solution. It's just consistent action over time reels massive, massive, massive results. It does. And, you know, I don't know if I mentioned this or not because I'm seriously, I'm writing down, I mean, I've got so many questions. One of the things that I do, you know, we talk about getting up in the morning and gratitude is so, so important. And mm. I'll be honest with you, I had to be taught that by a podcast guest probably 12 years right. ago. I, I'm like, really? Yep. And it's the things, you just don't think about them. But what I learned to do, and I learned this on my own, maybe it was instinct, but when I, I don't sleep well, I've never been, it's not one of my major skills. I catnap, I sleep for a couple of hours, then I wake up a couple of hours. I just don't sleep all night, never have. But when I know that I'm actually going to fall asleep for whether it's going to be two, three, or four hours, and I can feel myself dropping into that sleep, I will take whatever it was that bothered me that day or I didn't have an answer for or I really need some clarification. And I literally, out loud, turn it over to my subconscious for review. And at Mm. 3.18 in the morning, 3.18, I've had friends call me, are you awake? Yep, it's 3.18. I wake up. And the answer is there, and I scribble it down. I may have to get up and go make tacos. I may get up and wander around outside with the dog. I may vacuum, or I may go back to sleep. There's no talent. But I have the answer because my subconscious is paying attention. I just have to tap it. Denise, have you really made tacos at 3.18 in the morning? Yes, <laughs> that, that, is <laughs> that is legendary. That is legendary. In fact, I just pulled two things of gumbo out because I've got company coming tomorrow, and I made that in the wee hours of the morning because it's creative. I'm thinking, I'm building websites, and my I'm standing over the stove architecting a website. My my brain is busy. It really is. I love that. I don't. That might be the greatest thing I've heard. In in weeks, the fact that you're making gumbo and tacos, I, I want to be your neighbor. <laughs> there you go, my neighbors. I t- they were going to come Whoa. over and take care of my dog this weekend because I thought I was going to Mississippi. Turns out I don't need to. And I said, listen, I don't need, but I'm bringing you gumbo. She's so good. <laughs> so yeah, you do what you do. I love it. That's so cool. So cool. Well, yeah, it's. I can get by with it. <laughs> why not? I'm not going to be able to go back to sleep, and I don't need that much sleep, and I might as well do something creative. I wanted to talk, and thank you for, for laughing with me, because sometimes I've actually had people go, really? And they'll text me and say, I know you're awake. Can you talk? Sure. 318. I'm right here. That's awesome. <laughs> I know. Right. So just, it, all, I mean, that's world class from A to Z, by the way. So I, I'm sorry to really? go ahead and ask your question, but that's just world class from A to Z. Oh, yeah, I love it. I, I, that's one of the greatest things I've heard in a while. So thank you for sharing. Well, and I was sharing my lunacy, so now I feel so much better about being a bit of a lunatic. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but one of the things that you say is, and we've talked about this, you know, building and living a legendary life. We've covered that, but, oh, man, you've got so much more to share. But also in my notes, I have a question, the big leap, reconquering Mm. your time. That's a big one for people. You know, you hear a lot of people just go, I don't have time. I don't have time. Well, why not? So how do you work with people who just got, they're insisting they've got no time? Um, And I, I have been there. So what I want them to hear is first, they're not alone because I'm going to say something that they're not going to like. Um, but I'm going to tell you I've been there. Um, it's, it's more the norm than the exception. Um, but it's simply not true. You're 100% lying to yourself. You have the exact 24 hours in a day that every other human being who woke up that day has. You have the same number of seconds, the same number of breaths, and the same opportunities doesn't matter if you have four kids and three jobs. I guarantee you if I audited your life, if I truly, and that might just be in a season because maybe you need to do that just to get back on your feet, and that's okay. Maybe you're in that season. But I absolutely guarantee you if I truly audited your life, 
if I truly audited your boundaries, who you say yes to, who you say no to, if I truly looked at your TV or your phone or where you waste time and the choices that you're making and who you are allowing to dictate your calendar or dictate your life or who you're spending time texting or emailing or whatever it is you're doing, I guarantee you I can find two to four hours every day, every day. And so what are you going to choose? Are, there's so many different there, – There's. let me give you a life hack. If a human being is not a hell yes, then they're a no. So That was my next question. Time. I've got it written yep. down. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no, and I've heard that before. It is actually – I should take a picture of this on my whiteboard above my desk. Hell yes, question mark, or hell no, three exclamation points, and the hell no is written in red. And you know who those people are. And I, I do it yep. with my calendar, too. My team has to help me with it, too, because I'm a giver. And I'll, I'll give without boundaries and then get taken advantage of. And we've got, other, we've got impact we're going to make, and I, I, I can't save everyone. Um, but at the end of the day, um, you know when you get a text or a call or an email from somebody if they're, if they're not a hell yes. It doesn't mean you don't love them, but you don't need them in your life. And your time, so the number one, we talked about it earlier, the number one asset in your life is you. The number two asset in your life is your time, and it's, it's depreciating every moment of every second of every day, and it's the only thing that matters. So how you prioritize your time, what you say yes to and what you say no to, what you numb out on or don't numb out on, and you've got to remember the only power you have in your entire life. You only have one power. That's it. Nothing else. You're in control of nothing except your choices. Your choices, your mindset, and your attitude. Your choices, your mindset, and your attitude. And your mindset and your attitude are just choices as well. And what will you choose today to say no to? And remember, one no is worth a thousand yeses. What will you choose to say no to? What will you turn off? What will you not commit to? How will you prioritize yourself? These are all questions to ask about your time. But Warren Buffett, the President of the United States, the person who's just getting started, or the, the unfortunately the homeless person on the street has the same amount of time every single day than everybody else. It's just the choices, the prioritizations, the no's, and um, it's just choice. And um, the decision, I hate to say that. The decisions we make are how we land. Good. Right. And people are like, well, who doesn't know me? Well, that's a victim attitude. And by the way, yeah. that's not your fault. That's what's told you. You've been taught that, not your fault, but you've got to change that from victim to action. Well, that's not for me. That, that's a victim attitude. That's scarcity. That's fear, and it's a, it's a false story. And so what are you going to do to rewrite that story, to rewrite that confidence, to rewrite that courage, and to take control back of your time? And you're talking about a guy at one time in his life who had to work 10 hours in a factory, shower, get some help, go home, community college, and, and rinse and repeat all day long. So I know what it's like to be fully scheduled. But busy means someone or someone else is in, is in charge of your time, and you're not the captain of your ship and somebody else is. And you've got a choice to make to reprioritize some of your time back to work on you and to be better. And that's what I would say to Tom. Absolutely. And, you know, you you said something just now and I, I said, you know, when you were saying, well, no, that's not for me, I will say that to myself. You know, I'll be looking at something or listening, so oh, it's not for me. And then I instantly, I've trained myself to go, hang on, why did you say that? Why are you being so negative? Maybe it really isn't for you, Denise, but stand back and take another look at it. There may be something that you just completely missed because you were in your big old negative head. So I had to train myself to revisit things immediately, not not let it sit, but just go, hang on a second. Oh, well, you know, there's something that I kind of like to look at. You know, I can look at it now or I can look at it later, but make a note and revisit it. Don't just, you know, say, no, I'm not going to do it. Right. That was Couldn't a hard thing for me to learn. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was difficult because, you know, I'm a pig, I'm pig-headed. My nav system can't, she's not the boss of me. <laughs> she says, go left. No. <laughs> I I can't make bread because it wants me to follow directions. Like, no, but I can cook anything. (laughs) Baking, not so much. I love it. But, but yeah, you have to listen to yourself, and you can feel in your body. I know you know this. When when you're instantly going for the negative, you can feel it in your body. You kind of slump a little bit. Your stomach may hurt. 
when those are showing up, it's time for you to go, what the heck? What, what's mm. wrong? Mm. Love it. Love it. I, 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 here's the key, and you're saying it over and over again. And I want to tell people that it, it's okay, but I, you're hearing all this wisdom that what were you going to take action? What we want to take you from and what we're talking about is going from ignorance to awareness. It's being aware of the negative thoughts, being aware of the story you're telling yourself, being aware of where you're not showing up in your life or your profession, being aware, like going from ignorance to awareness and being open-minded, be a learner, not a knower, and be, you know, and, and always, 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 always be curious first and critical second. And when you do those things and you become aware, you can use that awareness to either ankle you down and hold you down because you're not going to do anything about it, or you can use that awareness as a foundation of gratitude to stand on and start taking actions to transform your life in the right way. The choice is yours. But what Denise was talking about is she went from ignorance to awareness. She was taught gratitude. I was taught gratitude by Oprah, and I am not kidding. I, I started looking around, and I'm like, who are people that I want to model? Who are people that are making a difference? Who are people like me who came from nothing and built something great? And I always looked up to her. I love her. First of all, I love her voice. You know, I never watched her show, but there's something, you know, when she speaks, man, I, it's like, whew. Um, and, you know, I, I, I heard her being interviewed one time, and she said the one thing that changed my life was gratitude. Well, it was up to me at that point, okay, what does that mean? What is Oprah doing? How is she practicing gratitude? And I went and found out, and I started applying it in my life. And so because I looked up to her, and I looked up to how she lives her life. And, you know, she's not perfect. She's a human like the rest of us. She's flawsome, you know, perfectly flawed like the rest of us. But I liked what she was doing. And so um, I learned gratitude. You can learn all of these skills and tactics and life hacks you just got to go apply them. And what we're talking about is ignorance to awareness to transformation to mastery and then leadership. And that's where we hope you go in your life. And we truly want that for you. And I, I can hear it in your voice, Denise. That's what we want. Now, what are you going to choose? Are you going to go out there and do it or are you not going to do it? Well, I'm going to do it. And I have to tell you, my favorite word has always been no. My mother <laughs> says she insisted that the first word out of my mouth was not mommy or daddy or dog or cat. It was no, and she said I meant it, and I still do. When I say no about something, I've thought about it. You know, I haven't just gone, it's not knee-jerk anymore. But when I tell you no, I'll say no once. If you ask me twice, I'll still say no, and I'll warn you, there's no third time. We're done. Mm. Mm. But it Love works that. for me because Absolutely. you have to. You have to, when you say no, you have to mean it. It's not a maybe. Mm. It's not a, uh, let me think about it. You had to have given it sufficient thought that you're comfortable with saying, nope, ain't going to, or as we say in the South, ain't going to happen, hon. <laughs> we have all kinds of sayings in the South. We do. <laughs> <laughs> and if we say bless your heart, that's probably not nice. But if we it's say bless your little no. heart, that means you're too stupid to keep on breathing on your own. So go away. <laughs> Just so you know. Yes, you bless your heart. That is not a compliment. <laughs> no, it's not. It's really not. Listen, this went so fast. I mean, this is always, for me, the fastest hour in the week. But I have thoroughly enjoyed speaking with you and i really do hope you'll come back denise you have my guarantee on that um anytime Thank and you. You, you just you're you're a you're a light in this world you're an inspiration and i'm just so humbled and grateful to be here and just um thank you for being you thank you to your audience for showing up and um I, i'm right there walking it with you and and i hope that we um together We'll take this legendary journey together and learn how to love, lead, and uh, just mm -hmm. be better. And that's my hope for everybody. Thank you. I, you know, I'm almost teary-eyed. Thank you so much. Well, listen, before I let you go, is there anything else? Because I've got, I've got two pages of stuff I want to talk with you about. I've been following you around. I've been lurking. Is there anything else that you want to share with the audience before I let you go? Yeah, I would like to say three things. Whatever, wherever you're at, whatever you're experiencing, you're not alone. Um, you're not alone, but the choice is yours. Go, go make a different choice today to be a little bit different than you were yesterday. And if you want to take this journey with me, um, you can look me up on Tommy. I'm everywhere. All you got to do, or you can go to your favorite bookstore and, and pick up Legendary, or I'll read it to you. 
but take one action today or join us at a retreat or join us at our, one of our fun experiences. Come hang out in our community, which is our entry-level program. Just come out and hang out with us, and, and we'll love on you and, and, and guide you and help you hold accountable. But come check us out. And I'll give you my personal website right now because this has been a personal interview, TommyBreedLove.com. And I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to uh, walk this journey with you and know that I'm right there with you, walking shoulder to shoulder, not in front or behind. So that's all I've got. That's Thank you. That's all you've got. Smack your hand. <laughs> you just raise your hand and smack it and say, I've got more. For this hour. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there we go. See? That wasn't so difficult. Just do what you're told. Nobody gets hurt. But anyway, Tommy, thank you so much. It has been truly awesome speaking with you. And I'm actually bouncing in my chair. I mean, this has been fantastic. Just absolutely fantastic. I and it. I can't wait for you to come back. So I thank you Me for neither, all of the, the talk and the advice and just you being you and showing up here. So thank you. It's been my honor. and can't wait to our next chat. Me either. So listen, before we say goodbye, I would like to remind our audience to be sure to look for us on iTunes and honestly anywhere you consume your business podcast. Like I said about Tommy earlier, you can't throw a stick on the Internet without hitting your partner in Success Radio or Tommy Breedlove. So find us and take us along on your success journey. Blessings. Get your voice heard. If you would like to launch your own far-reaching podcast, contact Denise Griffiths at yourofficeontheweb.com and go to the podcast tab. 